Hi, I'm Joe Posnanski with uh, Molly Knight, and we're here to talk about uh, nothing. We're here to talk about <laughs> absolutely nothing happening in baseball. Oh. Uh, here to talk about the lockout. This is not, you will you will undoubtedly be aware, this is not the first time we've discussed the lockout. We've talked about it a couple times before, uh, and we've been growing, you know, ever more cranky and pessimistic as, as time has gone on. Uh, so let's start off here. We'll, we'll, we'll try to break things down here in a minute, but let's start here with sort of our emotions about the situation. Molly, oh, it's bad. It's I'm bad. So cranky. It's so Monday cranky. morning. It's Monday as we record this. I'm in a mood. I have a case of the Mondays. Um, I can't believe this is like another week of this that we're in. Now we're coming into the second week of March. And we are no closer to a deal than we were back in December. It's no, like, feels feels further in some ways, it right? Feels I mean, further. Yeah. It feels it feels more personal. It feels like um, the sides really hate each other, and the fans are the the you know the hostages. It's yeah. just it's, it sucks. And and you know this is all about money. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's what's no, so bad, right? Yeah, they aren't arguing like how to make the game better, or you know, philosophically, what to do to, to you know, attract the younger audience. They're just arguing over money. Yeah, over the existing money and money that they want to add in with by putting patches on the <laughs> players' arms and, yeah. and adding a more uh, more playoff teams. I mean, it's it's so frustrating, and I think to start where where we did start which was why we were pretty optimistic when this thing first started happening i mean we you know go back going back to december even uh i think we were fairly optimistic and saying okay look this is nobody's happy there's a lockout but these guys are not that far apart it's yeah. really all about dividing up the money there's going to be new revenues so they're both should be happy there there's there's going to be money coming in uh, the owners pretty much conceded on on a couple of different levels that the players had some points, you know, especially about paying younger players and 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 getting those those younger players paid earlier. They they didn't disagree philosophically. So I think we felt like, look, this is just this is just a negotiation. It's going to come down to money. Of course, both sides are going to fight to the death, but they're not going to cancel. They're not going to cancel spring training. To, to to get this done. And now here we are, you know, two months later, and it seems very clear that they absolutely, they'll go as far as they have to go to save the money that they want to save. I'm just like, I'm looking at the latest report about how far apart the two sides are. And they don't seem that far apart. No, I mean, no. it's that's what's crazy to me. So the owners want, uh, as you discussed, uh, both sides tend to agree that younger payers should be should be a younger player should be paid more. Right. Um, so the owners have proposed a thirty million dollar pre arbitration pool, so that right. that money would go, you know, thirty million dollars would basically mean what what a million dollars per team, and that right. money would go towards it'd be divvied up amongst the best. Uh, performing players who are not yet arbitration eligible. Now right. the players want that to be 80 million. Okay. Right. So we have a $50 million difference, which is a lot of money to you and me, right. but like, what if they split the difference and went to 55 million, that would be like 1.7 million per team right. instead of 1 million per team. Like yeah. what are we doing here? Right. And, and 
So that the difference of like $700,000, you're telling me that made up by April games. Like, yeah. I don't get it. What, what are, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, I think I honestly believe that the arbitration, uh, the pre-arbitration pool is not the holdup. I mean, of course it is a holdup. There, there is money. If yeah. the players would be willing to, to go all the way down to the owners, maybe they would, that would push things along. The, the, the big holdup to me is, is the, is the uh, luxury tax, right? The competitive yeah. balance tax. So right now, as you know, the, the owners are willing to raise that thing. It was 210 million last year. They're willing to raise it for 220 million with a very, very, very slow growth up to 230 million five years later, 2026. So 220 and then essentially a $2 million raise. It's not exactly that, but it's a $2 million raise every year for five years. Mm -hmm. The players are like, that's a joke. That's ridiculous. It doesn't even keep up with, with inflation, much less how much revenue has gone up. So they're asking for a $238 million starting point. So their starting point is higher than where the owner's finishing point is. And they wanted to raise up to 263 million. So that is that is a pretty wide gap, not only because of the money itself, which you can sort of figure out, but the players truly believe that the luxury tax is a salary cap. And if you raise the salary cap, that will raise what the top end players are getting paid. And then the top end players, that's going to trickle down. And, and it's basically more money is going to get spent on the players. I'm not sure the players are right on that front, yeah. by the way. but I do think they're right in saying that it's lunacy, how, how low that luxury uh, tax threshold is. And it is, as you know, I mean, it is, it is pretty, you know, the, the penalties are harsh now. So, so yeah. teams do not go over, even your Dodgers, even yeah. the Red Sox, even the Yankees, yeah. they don't go over that luxury tax anymore. So, no. so that thing is a true salary cap in so many ways. So, so that's the difference. The owners didn't even want to come up as high as they've come up. There were, as we saw the other day, there was uh, a report that four owners wouldn't even vote for the $220 million. Uh, that a great report. Oh, Let's talk Ar- about that for a minute. Uh, Artie oh, Moreno really Artie covering Moreno. glory with the Angels. Oh, boy. Yeah, so four oh, owners, boy. I guess it was the Reds owner, the Tigers, yeah. the Diamondbacks, and then Artie Moreno oh. of the Angels. Oh, uh, boy. Didn't even Artie. want to go up to 220 And the funny thing is, other than Artie Moreno, who is clearly – over the last few years, given up on the idea of being like a competitive <laughs> owner, but the other three, their team had no chance of being anywhere near that mm-hmm. luxury tax cap. They're just, they just want that money to be flowing in. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's a, it's a joke, but, but that's to yeah. be the big issue. How do you, how do you get that fixed? If the owners are not willing to give up more money, how do you get that fixed? Well, if the, and, and if those are the four teams and we have no reason to doubt Evan uh, Drellick's reporting on that, like right. the, those are the four teams that are, that don't even want it to be 220 million. Those are also the four teams that reportedly uh, voted against Steve Cullen becoming, <laughs> becoming the <laughs> Mets owner. And you can, you can figure out why yeah. uh, they didn't want, they, they think it's bad for their business if new owners come in who want to spend money on product, right. I mean, that is, that is so sad. 
that is like saying, no, we don't want someone coming in and, and paying baseball players what they were. We don't want someone who's trying to win. Right. We want someone who's trying to, to, who will tank, you know, <laughs> and, and until there's one little window to try to win and then go for it. I mean, my, right. my theory is that like all of this is happening because the Padres like completely blew any notion that small market teams can't afford players right i mean they went out what they're paying manny machado over 30 million a year they give that monster deal to tatis jr by the way both of these players deserve it and would sure get that on the, you know get that on the open market that's not the issue the issue is that the padres did it oh yeah. like what now what excuse do these other teams have of not right. of, of not doing it um yeah i i uh I, I don't know what to say about that. I, I, Artie Marino, who who try, is trying to brainwash the world into thinking that Anaheim is Los Angeles, yeah, so that he can get LA media dollars, you know, is now saying is now crying poverty. Like I just can't. Yeah, the guy that signed that signed uh, Albert Pujols to the crazy <laughs> deal, the guy that signed Josh Back Hamilton to the crazy deal. Um, yeah. The guy that has the best player in baseball. I mean, for maybe, him, maybe the top two players in baseball. Oh yeah, I mean, just yeah. Well, certainly the two most. You know, some, you have the most exciting player in baseball uh, in in Otani, and then I, you know, I think the guy who has been the best player for a decade in sure. Mike Trout, and and he's essentially announcing, I have I have no interest, in no intention, and in, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want this game to grow. I want the money to go into my pocket, and it's yeah. it's it's very very frustrating, but. Here we are. They've already canceled a week's worth of games. We, we are doing this on mm. Monday afternoon. They'll probably cancel another week's worth of games at some point here in the next day or two, um, where Jackie Robinson's 75th anniversary day oh, is mm. absolutely in the crosshairs. I don't think, well, you don't think they're going to be playing ball by then. I mean, you? Joe, te- you guys, Joe texted me yesterday and just said, I'm really worried about Jackie Robinson day and he's right to be worried. I mean, it's the 75th anniversary of the most important uh, milestone, frankly, in any, in any of the major men's agreed sports in the United States. Um, and there's just no, there's, there's no way they're going to be playing that day unless, unless there's some kind of miracle deal that happens like today. Right. Um, I just, it, it just, it started once word started leaking out that a lot of owners don't really care about April baseball because it's cold and they don't make as much money. They, the game was sort of, I mean, the, the jig is up. We, yeah. we sort of see what's, what's, uh, I don't know what's what, I mean, maybe it's, owners would, would maybe they'd like to have 120 game season. I don't know. I mean, in general, uh, I, I just I, don't, I don't, yeah, know. I don't think the owners feel any pressure at all. And that's, you know, that's, let's face it. Nobody, in this negotiation is going to do anything unless they feel pressured to do it. So what, what the sort of the most up to the moment thing that we can tell you is on Sunday. So yesterday the players presented uh, a new offer and it's, it's an offer that really worked around the edges. They did not, they basically came down $5 million on this pre-arb uh, pool and, and did not even go into the luxury tax. Didn't even get near there gave up a little bit on the super twos and a couple of other things like that. But the essential thing was they said, okay, we will give you the power to put in all of these things you want to put in, right. The, uh, the uh, shift banning of the shift, larger bases, which is a big Theo Epstein um, thing, 
and uh, and uh, the pitch clock essentially. And the owners looked at that, and I mean, you know, I'm writing a little bit about this. The owners essentially instantly they put out a release saying uh, the the players have gone backward. This is the <laughs> worst offer we fully expected. We we are in an impasse. We have no place to go with this. And I think there's a reason for that. I think the players thought, hey, look, we we will start giving in on some of this other stuff. I think they're willing to go to a 14-team playoff if that's what it comes to. I think they're willing to give in all this other stuff as long as the owners come up on the luxury tax. That's what this is about. And the owner's response gave me every impression, and I've heard through the grapevine that this is true anyway, that the owners don't believe the players should have the right to 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 have any say on those things anyway. I know, I know. You know, uh, I mean, I've heard it uh, from a couple of different sources that the owners were outraged that the players did not accept the fourteen team playoff, yeah. and the reason they were outraged is not that the players turned it down. Of course, I'm sure that was part of it, but it was that they even had the right to do it. You know, yeah. I mean, you just you you yeah. know you know these owners. They're like, it's our game. Why We don't let the players decide how we're going to play our game. There's this weird tension where people who become, obviously, you know, if you own a major league baseball team, you quite well for yourself financially. And there's this thing where people who, a lot of these people um, are involved in real estate and, and they, they have a lot of different assets. Yeah. And when I was covering the Dodgers had previous owners who were god-awful I mean yeah. the courts they looted the team they were they were using it as their own personal ATM and the vibe was at, you know, to the point where I mean they were buying all these houses in LA and elsewhere and um and the vibe was just like there was no sense of like civic responsibility or even you know, responsibility to history or yeah. excitement around the team it was just this is my asset, like, as in, like, this is my house, I can do what I want to it. If I want to mortgage it, if I want to borrow a lot of money against it and buy a bunch of cars or go on trips or whatever, that's my right. You don't get to say, you don't get to be mad about it. And, and it's just this way of thinking. And I guess I understand, you know, if I owned a team, I'd want to have a say in what happened. And there are so many people who there, as we saw in the pandemic, know uh, how important it is for people their mental health their rhythm I mean I think one of the reasons I love baseball so much and I'm sure it's the same for you Joe is there's a rhythm about it there's an everydayness about it and it's just it's there like there it's not possible to to watch all 162 games of all 30 teams it's not possible but there's always a game on you know like and you can just put it on and you could be having a good day or a bad day it doesn't matter you could be stuck in traffic you could be killing time before a meeting. You could, uh, whatever, you know, have a really terrible day, come home from work and just want to zone out. And it's just, it's on. And now it's not on. And it's like, well, what that, that was what baseball had going for it. Right. <laughs> like how, how, right. how it's always on and now it's not on. So what are we going to do about it? Yeah, no, I, you're hundred percent right. And, and, you know, I think the Jackie Robinson uh, anniversary is a perfect example. That is something that I, care about a lot of baseball fans care about you care about of course i there are owners who don't care at all that's not even a consideration it's not even it's not like i mean i'm sure there are some owners who are like hey we should it's not going to look good if we don't have a game on jackie robinson day we should we should if we can 
try to get this thing was resolved by then. But I think that the majority of the of the owners don't care at all about yeah. that. You know, it's like, and it, it is that business sense of, hey, this is mine and I can do with it what I want and, and nobody can tell me what to do with it. And that's, it's so, it's so, it's so wrong. It's so wrong and it's so misunderstands what the game is, I think. But this is where we are. And so now the question is, how how does this break? How how do we get to a point where this breaks? Because I think at the end of the day, the players will give up everything else in order to get that luxury tax off. So I think they would come all the way down on the pre-R pool to where the the owners are. I think they will give in on the 14 game, 14 team playoff. I think they'll give in on other various things, but they've got to get that luxury tax up $10 million or whatever it is. And uh, with a, with a, a more realistic rise in it so that it's not just essentially staying in place because the players do understand that because the luxury tax essentially is about the same as what it was five years ago, that's why the players are getting paid what they were getting paid five years ago. You know, yeah. they understand that. And all these other things are ancillary issues. Yes, they want the higher minimum salary. Yes, they want the pre-R pool. Yes, they want this and that and the other. Um, but for them, I really truly believe it's whatever you have to do to get the owners to come up. And I don't know the answer to that. Question. I don't know what will make the owners come up. You know, I mean, the, the sad thing is the, the owners have all the power here. I mean, yeah. they are, they're the only game in town. I mean, it's a, it's a monopoly. They can't, right. players can't just, you can't just say, okay, well, I'm an angel and my owner is holding all this up. doesn't want to pay anybody. I'm, I'm going to go play for this. I'm going to go play for, uh, you know, uh, the Portland baseball team. Right. Right. Like there's no, I mean, I suppose players could go to Japan and go to Mexico go to Korea, go, go, I mean, if this, if this, if, if this it came to that, yeah. It came yeah. To it. But what are they supposed to do? They can't, they got locked out. They got locked out last December. Then there was, there were no proposals made. Right. And then the owners started, they started, MLB started canceling games. So it's not like, I mean, I understand, look, I'm not, the world isn't fair, right? Like I, I get it. Like, so people are struggling to make ends meet and players are arguing over, you know, $700,000 starting salary or sure. $25,000 salary frustrated it's not it's it's not um within the realm of possibility for most people to think of like getting that kind of yearly salary so I understand but the players don't really have much power here they're right. not I mean they, they, I don't know they can't decide it's it's MLB it's the owners who decide when to end the lockout like yeah. I don't know I mean I'm sympathetic and I understand no one wants to hear about all these rich people whining about <laughs> it's the owners who have done this no, it is. It is totally the owners who have done this, but I, you're a hundred percent right. There's, there's no way that you can say to anybody who is, you know, making ends meet, trying Whatever to make ends meet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that you should have any sympathy for the players. You, I mean, we, sure. we know that, I mean, the thing is the players get put into one basket which is which is ridiculous right there are players like max scherzer and mike trout and this who are making you know hundreds of millions of dollars right there are mid-level players who are making you know very nice money but there are a lot of players who you know 
they're up, they're down. They've, they've spent wow. a year and a half in the big leagues. They made $700,000, which is a lot of money, but then there's taxes and they had to pay this and that and the other. Maybe they, they spent a little more of it and they come out of the game with very little, you know, very little. And they'll get a pension and some other things, but, but they're not, you know what, they're going to have to go to work. I mean, it's not like they're, it's not like they're set for life. And I think there's a sense that all the players are set for life and all the players are millionaires and all the players are not, and they're not, and they're not. And I think the union, if if I have a criticism of the union, it is that I think they have never looked out enough for those players. I think they've, they've always been focused on the high end guys and that's, you know, I get it. I get the strategy, but I think that's really frustrating. And, and so that makes it tough, but your point is the right point, which is it, it isn't the players that are doing this. The players are basically saying, look, you guys, literally, we played without a raise for more than five years. Uh, we have to get this system squared away. Mm-hmm. So we're making our fair share of the money. And the owners are like, no, we, we're not going to do that. We like where it is. We like this system. And we're not doing it. Well, we'll throw you a few bucks on the end uh, and, and tell you that we're giving you a great deal. Meanwhile, we're going to have you wear patches and we're going to ask in, increase uh, the number of teams and we're going to pull in all this revenue that we're going to keep. So so the owners are definitely the ones who are, are pushing this. Um, but you're right. It's so hard to make a case for the players for, for just the average baseball fan. You know, they've they've shot themselves in the foot, too. And I was worried this was going to happen. I mean, as you know, I, or as you know, I think, you know, I love Max Scherzer. I mean, yes, I am me too a huge fan of his work on the field, off the field, all yes. of it. I'm, I'm, I'm a Max Scherzer, you know, Stan. Yes. But I just thought, you know, I knew back when this started, if he was going to be the face of the negotiation for the players, the owners were going to hammer the fact that, oh, he's making $43 million a year. What does he have to complain about? And lo and behold, you know, he shows up in some fancy car. I don't remember if it's a Porsche or a Lamborghini or whatever it was. And that was like an AP headline. It's like, and yeah, it was awful. The framing of it was awful, obviously, because owners have yachts and private, you know, planes and all that they're showing up to negotiate in. But the point is, the the point is, is the optics are bad. And and I, I thought, you know, I get it. You, you know, Max is a tough competitor. He's super smart. He's a leader. Like he's a guy you want in there fighting for you, but optic the optics and maybe i'm wrong maybe it wouldn't matter but you know put some guys out front who were who were the 25th guy on the roster right you know like guys like i don't like a terrence gore or like a sheldon noisy or just like somebody who's just not you know who's who's who maybe gets that last spot and and, and it's sent up and down and up and down and has to try out an independent league and all this stuff and i don't know maybe there'd be more of like yeah there should be I, I, but you know what some fans who are going to be mad at the players are going to be mad at the players no matter what i don't know i i think every part of that is right i think i think you're right there are certain players that wouldn't have mattered anyway i don't know that it would have made a difference but there are optics here and one of the optics that that the players have been trying to fight off is that they let this happen by taking their eye off the ball and focusing yeah. on a bunch of luxury items that they wanted, chefs in the clubhouse, and no. blah blah blah. Now, some of that is is owner, you know, speak, right? And some of that is 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 stuff that's just been you know pasted on. But I I think if this union 
has had a blind spot for a long time. I mean, 10, 15, 20 years going back to Marvin Miller. Yep. It is taking care of the big players and not worrying as much about the little ones. Yep. And and here we are. The optics are not great. Max yep. Scherzer, I mean, what six of the eight guys that were in there are all making whatever, 15, 20 million dollars or more. Yep. And that's, you know, those are the biggest stars in the game, and you get that part of it. But those are players that that if they're speaking on behalf of the other players, they're only doing so out of sympathy and empathy for those players they're not feeling any of those things you know i would would also like to see um again this is they're they're arguing about so many different things but you know some of the latin the hispanic and latino players um in there talking about you know the the, uh, fighting for more support more resources more translators more help when they come over assimilating and and you know just more more support like teaching them how to uh, just I don't know how to survive, how to thrive, all that. I guess this just... is this is so great. This is such a great point, Molly. I think the players have done. We, look, we we are firmly on the side of the players in this yeah. argument, firmly against the owners and what they have done. But the players have done a very very poor job of telling their story. I don't think you could go to any fan and ask them what are the players fighting for and have them give you a coherent answer. Because yeah. I don't know that I can give you a coherent answer. I And I've studied this thing. You have studied this thing like night and day. I know what they're fighting for. They're fighting for the right to be able to make as much money as they should be able to make on the open market. And it should not be artificially held down by, these, by, the, uh, by the salary uh, cap, luxury tax, and, and all of that. And they're fighting to get some of the younger players a little more money. I mean, it's a lot more money, but more money at the, at the front end. So, so that, but that's not a story. What is the player's story? And how in the world can you win a fight like this if you don't have a story? There, there is no story. And I mean, I will say they've been more unified than I, than I thought. I thought yes. we might get a rogue player or two going on Instagram, even somebody who just isn't that informed going on Instagram and saying, look, we just want to play ball. Right. Like, right. I mean, and not even somebody who's critical, but just somebody who did not get the ball, but they are all on the same page. I think it's, I think it's fascinating to think about what owner, like are there owners that are really mad? I can't imagine that the Dodgers and Yankees and are, are too happy right now. I mean, they're, they're teams that sell a lot of tickets in, in, um, in April, uh, and they they have no problem, that, you know, spending two hundred twenty million on payroll or whatever. Um, that that'd be interesting to see the the like warring um, owners owner dynamics. There. Well, there's definitely a warring faction of owners. The thing that's happened in the ownership group, and you know, whether it's credit or blame, uh, I think it goes to Rob Manford and Bud Selig and these guys. They made this 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 the sport is being run by the small markets now and the big markets have been absolutely boxed out. I mean, that's just, that's just a fact. And they're not enough of those big markets to push back, but the, the system is not for the Dodgers. It's not for the, for the Cubs. It's not for the Red Sox. It's not for the Yankees. It's not for even teams like Philadelphia and, 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 you know, that that could not be out there now, San Diego stepping into the, into the fold. It's not for them. It's for, it's the system is entirely built for teams like Arizona that has clearly decided they don't want to spend money and, and that's where they are. And, and it's, it stinks, but 
I'll tell you what, exactly what you say about the players, which is true, which is that they are really unified, which means to me that within baseball, they're telling a good story. I mean, because these players, so I don't know why that story isn't coming out, but, <laughs> but they're telling a good story to these players within because they are absolutely unified. But boy, the owners are putting on a unified front too. And you know, they don't agree with each other, yeah. but, but they are putting on a unified front. And, and that's, you know, I think the players have always counted on the owners at some point breaking up because they're, they're loud mouths and they're billionaires and they don't really trust each other. And at some point, you know, they start fighting between themselves and they have to settle. And that's how a lot of these things have happened. But I mean, you got to say the owners have put together a disciplined thing here. They, they absolutely have not come out against each other at all. Mm-hmm. And, and there's really not an opening for the players right now. So what do you think is going to happen? All right. So I want to know what you think is going to happen because I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm at a loss, but I think here's what I think has to happen. Eventually, eventually the players, the owners are going to come up on this luxury tax. Eventually, the players are going to give in on every single other thing. Mm. Everything they'll give in on. I mean, like today they were like, "Oh, well, we're not going to. We we're not going to just give you robo umps. They'll give them robo umps. They'll give them fourteen team playoff. They'll give them it. Right now, it's a thirty million dollar pre arb that the owners offered, and an eighty million dollar that the players. The players will come all the way down to thirty million. I really believe the players will literally give up every single other thing including maybe even an international draft although that's one seems a little bit more uh touchy for the for the owners to come up 10 million dollars on the on the luxury tax i think that's how this ends uh eventually that's what i think um but we're not we're nowhere near there now the players have no interest in in just caving on every single other thing but even more to the point I don't think the owners want to come up $1 billion on the luxury tax, much less 10. I, I don't think they're anywhere near coming up $10 million. And frankly, even if they could get most owners to come up $10 million, uh, I think there might be enough vote of, of these Artie Morenos to, to knock that down. So that's my big concern is if at some point somebody's going to have to give and, and I don't see any bend in the owners for months, right? I mean, I think the owners would be perfectly content for the most part if baseball didn't start until mid-May, June. They don't care. These are, especially if they get their 14-team playoff and everything else that they want. Yeah. And the players, I mean, they're they're pot committed now. I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah. Are they just going to back off now? I mean, it's, it's so, so that's my feeling I kind of was hoping that we would see a little bit of progress yesterday when the players at least started giving a little bit that the owners would be like, all right, well, look, you know, we, maybe we have some place that we can start going. Instead, the owners were, were like, this is terrible and, and no. So I'm very pessimistic right now, but how do you feel? I mean, I same way. I don't see the owners moving at all. Um, I just, and they're, and they, gave it up when they started you know we started to hear like I said we started to hear they don't care about April games I think you're right I think that they're thinking well we're we'll get our we'll get our expanded playoffs which will which will you know make up the money we're losing from these games but like 
I don't know. Fans are really angry and yes. casual fans are really, really angry and they have every right to be. I mean, this is coming on. And one of the reasons why I thought they w- would not be so stupid to do this. We've been in a pandemic for two years. Yes. It, it has impacted the last two seasons. It shortened obviously 2020 to 60 games and no fans were allowed. And last year, I mean, it's all a blur. My brain is, you know, not, not, not working <laughs> anymore. Um, but last year, if memory serves me correctly, um, you know, it was, it was, a uh, half stadiums were for right. a while anyway, at half right. capacity, third capacity, especially in LA where it was in California where things, you know, were not back to normal for a while. Um, so fans have already dealt with this and now they're, they're adding this third year of pain. It's just, it just is a self-inflicted wound. I just don't see. So let's say, and I think what you said is absolutely right. That the, that the owners don't want to go up from 220, the CBT, let's say, for them to let's say that eventually they settle on grazing it to 230 which would be a win for the players right i mean they're gonna lose so much money from fan if, if they hold this out if this goes like six weeks or a couple of months or whatever so many fans are going to be so pissed off I and know. not go to games this year they're going to lose so much money yeah so much more money on that than they would have lost just agreeing to what the freaking players wanted i'm just like they're just so arrogant about it they just don't they don't think they just think people are going to come back and they just they won't I mean I saw in LA with the Dodgers you know when Frank McCourt owned the team uh the last year he owned it the the Dodgers had led led attendance every year right and I think maybe the Phillies led it and or the Yankees in 08 or 09 the years that they won but they led it every year and then in 11 the final year of Frank McCourt's tenure I mean the, the Dodgers were like you know, middle, like 15th in attendance. It was crazy. crazy. And then he sold the team. And then immediately the next year, they were back up to number one. That's just one team. You have like 30 fan bases pissed off. I mean, that just, that is a huge damage to your product. Well, I'm really curious what you think about this, because one thing that I have noticed is yes, there are many, many very upset and angry fans, but with this one scares me even more than that is there are a lot of fans that don't care. They just said, fine. You know what? You don't want to play baseball. I don't care. I don't baseball had become a, a lesser right. part of my life for the last 20 years. Anyway, you guys don't want to play fine. When you yeah. come back, maybe I'll watch, maybe I won't. But I think the apathy of a lot of fans to me is every bit as scary as the rage because, yeah. you know, look, super crazy baseball fans like you and me, We'll yeah. come back, but we just have to. We have no choice. We have nothing else going on. In we our have lives. nothing else going on in our <laughs> lives. Exactly. But yeah, baseball's been losing people like us forever. And yeah. now there's so many, hey, you know, we'd love to go out to one game a year. We'd love to take the kids. It's like, a, you know, it's fun. I love checking in on my local television, whatever. And you lose those people. Those people just basically just like, oh, I totally, you know what? They didn't play. I I, I found something else in my life. I, I like, uh, you know, I started binge watching whatever succession. And I, you know, and that to me is every bit as scary as the rage fans. Well, also, I mean, we just think of like what we've all been through in the last two years or this yeah. pandemic. We are all just fundamentally changed and we've had to we have had to get creative we've had to improvise we've had to do stuff figure out stuff to do to keep us entertained to keep us sane um people we've had to pivot a lot and 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 get creative and i just think people are 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 worn down or beat you know beaten down people are tired people just don't have 
like I think for me you're right like I, you only have like there's only each of us only have a certain amount of bandwidth to to care about stuff I care about baseball deeply but I'm also like very upset about what's happening in Ukraine I'm very yeah. upset about you know we've been in a pandemic I haven't seen my I'm going to see my grandmother this weekend I haven't seen her in over a year you know yeah. like it's just because of, because of the pandemic and it's like so that stuff I'm I'm more plugged into than than the um ins and outs of all this stupid bickering over over money um, right right so if I'm feeling that way then you know the average casual fan is just like f this like I don't I don't even I don't yeah. care about it like when's the NFL draft right when's, when's March Madness when's uh, when's the NBA playoffs start when exactly. the NHL playoffs start when you know when is the when is the you know Wimbledon when is the exactly. Masters right I mean that's there's yeah. so much out there that you're a hundred percent right. It's so much out there. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't think, I think baseball is very arrogant about fans and they'll come back. They always have before they always will. They don't care about April baseball. Anyway, I think they've made some very severe calculations <laughs> that I don't know, maybe they'll be right but maybe they'll be wrong. And, and I would not bet on fans uh, forgiving this. I just think yeah. that they're like, you know what? I've moved on. And, yeah. and I, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's just, yeah. just terrible. And it makes me and you yeah. so angry that they would do this to the sport that we love. That's all. I think you're right. I think that at a certain point it, it comes down to, it's like when you're in a poker game and you just, and you've got a losing hand, but you're still double. You're still at, you, you've already put so much money in. You, you still you, you can't just get up and walk away. And right. that's these these owners now. What are they going to do? They have to figure out how to win or or do something. Even even if even if staying in the fight is hurting their bottom line. They right. Just, they don't. They're, they're too arrogant to to say, okay, stop this. Yeah, they've never they've never been great long term thinkers anyway. Right. It's always. Short-term, short-term, what can I make the most money on right now? So, all right. So as we walk away from this uh, depressing, <laughs> I, I I cannot wait till we do our podcast when they're coming back. I know, Talking I know. It's baseball. like, fully, it's, it's, it's not even noon yet in LA and I'm already like, when's happy hour? I can't yeah, no I, kidding. All right. But if, if, if we could end this thing on as much of a positive note yes. as we can, right? Yes. Positive note. What could happen in the next yeah. week or two that could change this dynamic and, and bring us back some baseball. I just think as more owners and I don't know, I just think once the reality of lost games, lost money, um, really once we, we just need a couple of people to be like, this is crazy. This is madness. We're yeah. not doing this. And frankly, these big market teams need to wrest the power back from these small market teams because they're the ones that are subsidizing them. Right. I mean, the Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, I mean, these, the giants, like these teams are, are actually, you know, drawing the large numbers of fans, getting huge cable deals and, and putting money into the pot for these other teams. They should be calling the shots. I don't know. Um, we still have it. I mean, they've canceled the first two series, but we're still in March. It's still possible. My God, I'm trying, I'm grasping here. But no, but you're right. Look, I think that's, I think that's what's got to happen. I think what's got to happen is on the, I don't, nothing is going to happen on the player side, in my view, in the next few weeks. On the owner side, I think what has to happen is 
and maybe Rob Manfred could be the one that, that facilitates this, or maybe it's going to have to come down to the owner of the Dodgers and the owner of the Red Sox and the owner of the Yankees. But on that side, somebody has to behind the scenes, they will never do it publicly has to go to them and say, okay, I'm, I, I, if you guys don't fix this, I'm going public. I, I yeah. can't, I can't have this. You guys are ruining the game that I love. You're ruining the game that, that, that is essentially my future. I'm not in it for a few small time dollars. I'm in this thing for life. And we have to come to a, an agreement. We cannot lose whatever it is. Like I would love for Jackie Robinson day to be a, a factor. I would love for the Dodgers to go, Same. we are going to be playing on February on, on, on April 15th. Right. The Los Angeles Dodgers not playing We're a game it. on Jackie Robinson day, 75th anniversary. It's a yeah. joke. Yeah. So, so that's my hope. My hope is that behind the scenes, the owners, uh, there will be a couple of owners that will step up and say, what are we doing over, over how much money are we doing this? I mean, look, maybe they think the players are being unreasonable. Maybe they think that they should, you know, Hey, we've already won this and and the players are not going to win it back from us. Maybe they've got all these things, but at some point a cooler head has to prevail here. And that's my hope. My hope is that behind the scenes right now, there are a couple of owners and a couple of people within the game who are saying, we are going to blow up our own game unless we fix this. And yeah. then, and then, and here's the other thing. Here's the one thing that is a positive. I think the minute the owners say, okay, fine, we'll raise the, the luxury tax to $238 million or $228 million. They go up <laughs> six, seven, $8 million. This thing is over. over. I think this thing is yeah. over, you know? So, so I do think it's, it comes down to one thing and, and the rest of it can be negotiated out. So that's a positive. I mean, that's as close to a positive as we're going to get is that this isn't a multi-front war or anything. This is one thing the owner's saying, all right, fine, we're willing to come up a little bit on, on the luxury tax. If you guys do this, this, and this, then this thing will be resolved if they're willing to do it. Right now, yeah. they're not. You're right. It would just take, because right now they're between 220 of the CBT for the 220 million, the owner's proposal, and 238 is the player's proposal. So if they could get to like 229 or yeah. something yeah. for this year, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, how many teams does that even really impact? I mean, it just, it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's so, so frustrating. So, all right. Well, I don't know how positive <laughs> note that was, but it was the best we could do. Uh, All right, Molly, we're going to do this yeah. again and, and it's going to be so much happier. You know what? Even, so much if, happier. even if the lockout is still going on, our next podcast is going to be happy. <laughs> That's all. We, we have to promise ourselves. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I want to yeah. imagine Mike Trout going to Japan you know, <laughs> to, to hit bombs for the for the uh, Yakult Swallows. Yakult Swallows. I yeah, think that would be yeah, awesome. That would be so good. Oh, man, that would be so good. In a world where COVID's over and I just have to go to Japan to watch Mike Trout. Okay. Oh, that is what we all want. <laughs> all right, Molly. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Joe.